0: 欅坂 46
1: らしい欅坂どうぞ。
0: Hey, babe. Hey, can you hear my- uh, are you enjoying some Whataburger? <laughs> I am. It's so fucking good. I've never had it. I think it might only- I think it
1: might just be in the South. I don't know. I think I've heard that before. I, I mean, they have been in Texas, but- They don't have Jack in the Box here. I fucking hate that shit. I love Jack in the Box.
0: I'm, I'm eating, uh, Cream in Donuts. Can you guess what that is? Creamy Donuts? Yep, that's exactly it. It's amazing how when you speak Japanese, you just sound racist. <laughs> the words. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really excited about that element because I think the idea of you having to watch all of these horrible videos is so funny and torturous. I know. Uh, it was... Okay,
1: so it started off kind of fine. Maybe we should start recording, honestly, at this point. <laughs> I felt like I'm, gonna... I'm already recording, but oh, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, I'll, uh, I'll just... Uh, You all. I'm so popular, at Zach Langley Chi I'm here with a returning guest to discuss the nightmare of Japanese and Korean idols. So, uh, Welcome back to the show.
1: Hey, thanks for having me. Hi, River. Hey. Um,
0: last time you were on was my finale, but before that, when you first came on my show, you had like 700 followers, and now you're like a tulpa of like gay leftist Twitter.
1: Yeah, I guess so. I mean, like, I feel like most of the people who follow me now are just like weird, like Antisocial freaks and right-wingers and it's just like a, a weird collection of, of freaks but i love it i love it, <laughs> I, love I, it I love my twitter following um whatever disorders they have they're all g- always getting mad at me for, for for like different reasons and then the other people are getting mad that those people are getting mad at me it's just it's insane i don't know how i've cultivated this motley crew
0: of of uh of unwell people, but I have. I don't know I'm either. It. I'm, like, really confused, actually, about, like, what my appeal is to a lot of these, like, guys. Like, I don't get it. But they're here, so... Hey, girls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I'm really excited to have you back on. Um, And when you came on for my class reductionism <laughs> episode, I basically... Woke up at like 9 a.m. and let you explain it to me for about an hour and a half. We Mm -hmm. had a very elucidating conversation where I had things explained to me. And kind of in the spirit of that episode, we're going to flip it around. And now I'm going to explain something to you. (laughs) I'm excited. Yeah, so we're talking about Japanese and Korean idols today. Uh, We're going to go through like the whole history of them. I've curated about 20 videos that i uh forced river to watch and now river is about as educated in idols as you can get yeah this transvestite who shows
1: up late to his own podcast has subjected me to horrors beyond the comprehension of the human mind you people would not believe the <laughs> shit that i have seen oh uh, it got really dark towards the end It was like it felt like a horror movie like it was just like it starts off very pleasant and then by the end of it i'm just like literally i'm like lock the doors christine like just like fucking it, it was
0: insane I, I... it feels like you're watching something that is uh not supposed to exist and is like inherently evil by the uh by the end of this list i've curated but before we yeah. um get into it specifically like what what is your experience with like idols like what did you know about them before i forced you to watch all of this content um i know
1: well so i didn't really think about it as being like an an idol culture i thought so i know about like j-pop sort of vaguely i know about k-pop because i've been doxxed by those people uh but i what i knew about idol culture is that there was this like sort of thing that originated in japan that was kind of like you know these pop stars who became sort of um unlike other artists in the way that like the creative output was like supposed to come from the fans like they were supposed to like um uh, they were like supposed to be like a person that you could like project all of your like hopes and dreams for it and i feel like it was, like, maybe translated into America through, like, boy bands in the 90s or or, um, or something like that. But I didn't really understand any of the history or, or, or anything like
0: that. Yeah, I, um, when I went back into my weeb era in college, I started listening to some idol music because my Chinese friend was really obsessed with Hey, say jump which is one of the groups on this list mm-hmm. and we kind of bonded over like watching their variety show together and uh i found like the whole movement to be so idiosyncratic and bizarre like you can't find anything that looks exactly like this nightmarish stuff like mm-hmm. anywhere in the west and so i was kind of like obsessed immediately and i then spent like maybe like two years on like idol twitter like j-pop twitter basically like uh which is a bunch of these like uppity like 16 year old bisexual girls who like will shame you if you don't like know everything there is to know about each group Mm -hmm. and now like idol stands are all insane like the k-pop stands are the worst people on twitter
1: oh yeah i mean in the the politics of it are so are so strange because they're like They'll, like, say, be, like, colonizer and then, like, do, like, a fan cam underneath it or whatever. It's just, like, insane. And then, but it's, like, all your faves are, like, basically slaves. I mean, let's be real. Like, whatever contract system they got, whatever there's fucked up. And, like, they want to look like white women. Let's be honest. Like, oh, no, for real yeah these these are asian like i mean some of those later videos you show me it's no less than 40 asian women who all have the same voice all pretending to be white women i mean it's just (laughs) like i I was like where do like the politics of like a sort of weird quasi malice politics come out of this
0: shit yeah oh my god it's (laughs) it's, i love it it's like all of the k-pop twitter people it's like they don't have like any actual sort of politic at all it's like they just kind of repeat in this repulsive feedback loop, like secondhand information about like Maoism and like faux Marxism that they then use to dox and gatekeep and girl boss like into apocalypse. Yeah. Like I got uh in trouble with them last year and it was so bleak. Like I was scared because I had to spend like two days where my notifications were dozens and dozens of these fan cams and people telling me to kill myself because I'm colonizing Japan <laughs> they want you there they like do I know you very well there <laughs> I know they want me it's like it's not my fault that I got hired to work here like it's like if they didn't want me I wouldn't be here right in any case I love colonizing Japan I'm having a great time doing it and I'm doing amazing so <laughs> I, I wish you the best of success I mean I'm hope you can do it by yourself. Um, I think it'd be funny. It's payback, you know, after Manchuria, basically. So who cares?
1: Yeah, I think it'd be really funny if you did, like, um, a Last Samurai sort of thing. Like, you know that movie where... uh, With Tom Cruise, yeah. With Tom Cruise. He's, like, the white guy's the last samurai. Like, you should
0: be, like, the last geisha. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Just a white bag. (laughs) I'm the one. I'm the last geisha. It's me. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so without further ado, let's get into the history of the idol movement. And uh, to sort of introduce the concept, you did a a really wonderful job already. But idols are basically now these celebrities, musicians, and like variety TV show personalities, Mm -hmm. models. And the sort of appeal behind them for Asian audiences is that they... Um, can get really into specific idols and kind of follow their career and like root for them individually. Uh, Sometimes you have the opportunity to meet them at like these handshake events and everything. So there's a lot of um, parasocial obsession with them. But it all dates back to a uh, French musician named Sylvie Vartan, uh, which I'm sure I just deliciously mispronounced. But she... um, became really popular in japan like post-war and everyone is very obsessed with like her uh, lolita kind of cute innocent look
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah she looked
1: um a little bit like dasha Nekrasova. like i kind of got that vibe a little bit from her as well she's very yeah, cute totally. and was, kind of um...
0: oh, go uh, ahead.
1: oh she kind of actually looks like the literal like lolita in the movie
0: adaptation of lolita if you've ever seen that
1: Yeah, Um, no, she totally
0: does. Yeah. And I love the Dasha comparison because, like, um, Jack always points out that one of the things that makes Dasha a star is, like, the same thing that, like, makes Madonna fascinating is that, like, she just captures your eye and, like, you want to look at her and you want to see, like, her image. And uh, even in just, like, this two and a half minute performance, like, she has this, like, look about her that makes her, like, really riveting to look at.
1: Yeah, there's definitely, like, an air of, like like mystery about her if that makes sense
0: like you're you
1: kind of you feel a connection it's not like totally alienating like the later like sort of k-pop shit is where Hmm. it's just like pure performance there's no like emotion that isn't obviously faint or like anything like that like she's displaying emotion and like she has a sort of aura about her but you can't quite tell what it is
0: right it's not didactic no, not didactic at all. And like, I just love the idea of this, um, like kind of like nymphette woman, like in the 60s, just like appearing on like one Japanese TV show and then the entire country like falls under her spell. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Because yeah. she, this was so popular and like such a big deal in the country that, um, basically like for 20 years, like every female soloist was like kind of like crafted to be a little bit of an imitation of her.
1: Yeah I, I noticed that with some of the later stuff that you you in as well is it I, I think it's kind of fascinating in its own sort of way too because the I kind of understand like um in, in Japan like with uh, especially some of the later stuff like they're being like random English phrases like in music and stuff and like people like appreciating English music because it's like you know the occupation and all that but like with French it's just kind of like odd it's like what connection you know what I mean like it's just like that's random like I mean I don't think most Japanese people speak French it's like kind of but it's fascinating that they uh, you know it has to be pretty much just based on her like aura and like her appearance and her like motive because it can't really I mean it can be about the music but it's only like phonetic like you just hear it and it sounds beautiful you don't know what it means but it's just like you know there's just something about it which i find like kind of kind of interesting and it's totally different from like the perverted thing that it turned into which is just like fat white women from like arizona listening to korean music that they
0: don't understand but also isn't beautiful or like inspiring yeah Um. exactly no it's it's like um, because that like visual element and like her allure and like kind of like this inviting mystery that like makes you feel like close to this woman, um, this also like launched a, a cultural obsession with like France in Japan. And mm-hmm. um people have a really like romanticized image of specifically Paris here and uh it became like this psychological phenomenon that they call in English um Paris syndrome and in Japanese it's like paru shok. Shokogun, i think hmm. and it's about like um when people would go visit paris after having idealizing it for so long like they would like get there and like see how like not true to what their fantasy was that they, they end up like throwing up and passing out
1: oh my gosh that's so dramatic <laughs> no i just like love the idea of
0: like japanese people arriving in paris and like stepping off the plane and just beginning to projectile vomit because it doesn't look like they thought it would do Weeb's do that with with Tokyo? Like, do you think? Oh, that they, totally. Like, they're just like, oh, this isn't my uh, like Harajuku girls uh, fantasy or whatever. And they yeah, they think out. they're gonna be Gwen Stefani when they get here, and then like <laughs> half the people like get placed uh, when they like, come to teach here. They like, get thrown out into the countryside where like they have to drive forty five minutes to a convenience store, and there's cicadas everywhere, and uh, <laughs> they end up like running away after six months. Oh God. <laughs> Yeah, so it's exactly the same. (laughs) No, but this uh, leads into sort of like the first generation and the onset of uh, what we now kind of can recognize as idols. And um, two of the biggest ones that had a a pretty large role in pop culture are Yamaguchi Momoe and uh, Matsuda Seiko, who um, became kind of like in the same way that like uh, Sophie Vartan did. Like they have this... uh, fascinating visual appeal and people began to um become really interested in them as like these objects of desire and they have like this specific like musical style that is a uh, it's poppy but it's also like very spacious almost it's like there's a lot of like room for people listening to kind of insert themselves into the music right yeah um one thing that I noticed about
1: those two is that it was kind of. It seemed to be, uh. It was like in the they were in the seventies, right? Mm-hmm. See, it felt like from like the the imagery. They they seem very, not I wouldn't say very conservative, but they do seem to be like dressed conservatively. The, um, Matsuda the the um, video that you sent me. She's like in some weird like. It looks like an American suburb and she's like in like a white like dress that isn't like super like revealing or anything it's like white picket fence Americana but she's singing a Japanese it was very it, it felt like um, a a version of uh, like American pop music from like the 50s or 60s it, it, that's my only reference for it i mean this could be like a totally unique phenomenon but it did feel like a bit like behind the the trend of like what western music was like because in the 70s you know western in, in the united states at least that was like the era of like the big like rock bands i was like janice joplin and like the bit you know um just like hippies and like all the raspy like rifting guitars and you had like the resurgence of like country music and like all this mm-hmm. other stuff that was going on and pop music really didn't sound like that anymore. Um, but like, I, I did notice like with uh, Yamaguchi too, like her, her lyrics were just, they seemed so much cooler and like sophist- so much more sophisticated than like some of the later stuff. Like one of her, like it's very sweet and like she seems sort of conservative uh but still glamorous I guess maybe in like a Jackie O kind of way but she's uh like one of her lyrics is like you're a very lovely person little boy it's just like this like condescending like haughty thing it was like yeah was very cool
0: um. <laughs> It's super cool. I really love like this era of idols is like for the same reason. It's like they do have this conservative element to them and it's because um, preserving the women's like sort of like innocence was like part of the appeal like in imitating that French singer because they wanted these women to um, appear, like, pure, even though, like, the emotionality that they're singing about has a lot of, like, conflict and drama. And uh, specifically Yamaguchi Momoe, like, that song Playback Part 2, has, like, so much, like, friction. It's, like, so exciting to watch because, like, you really feel, like, the drama of it. And uh, seeing, like, her in that, like, beautiful gown, just, like, Mm -hmm. like, really preserved and, like, pristine, it's, like... There's so much like elegance and glamour to it that you uh, don't see literally anywhere ever anymore. Yeah, and I think um, I had
1: a I dated a guy for a long time who was like a weeb and like he spoke Japanese and been there a couple of times and he told me about this concept. You probably know what it's called, but it's uh, it's like you have like a, a forward facing self and like uh, oh yeah, what is that called? It's honne and tatemai. Yeah, like a forward facing self and then like who you mm-hmm. actually are, which by the way, like is I mean that's here. That's in America now. <laughs> like we don't have a yeah. word for it, but it's here. Um Japanese are really ahead in a lot of social respects and respect. But they um I felt like that was kind of at play because it was like this um very conservative sort of like Lolita esque, but like pure. But then it's also like a um the lyrics are are very, like I said, like haughty, almost like condescending, and she's like teasing. So it's like, um, you know, on, on the outside I'm like a very concerned, I'm a good girl, but like inside I'm like a I'm like a whore. <laughs> essentially. <laughs> yeah. Like that's I'm like a mean whore. Like and like I, I feel like that's sort of fascinating. Um just, like, that seeming contradiction, but, like, it's, uh, it, it, it seems, like, uniquely Japanese,
0: um, although... Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah, yeah. And that's something I've noticed as well, is, like, the Japanese like I I don't even know how to say this a japanization of that sounds racist <laughs> uh, the it yellow like, peril <laughs> the yellow peril yeah it sounds like um so much of america is like kind of like uh, adapting and then warping a lot of these successful japanese social practices like um the way that like sex is commodified here is beginning to appear in america but like in this really sad and unsuccessful way whereas like here, like, people have compartmentalized, like, their sexuality so successfully that, like, when they want something, they can go get it and, like, purchase it as a service. Whereas, like, in America, it's all kind of been, like, channeled into this uh, cultural haze where it's, like, people have completely divorced their sexuality from themselves, but they don't have, like, a specific outlet for it, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah do you think that that was there before or because I've heard the theory that like this like the commodification of everything or whatever and like the um sort of outsourcing of like social relations to like the market and stuff like that 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 was like just like basically like neoliberalism like hit Japan early because they had that like awful recession in the 90s and like uh so that's why like I'm america looks like japan now it's just like they were like ahead of us on like the economic trend of just like declining uh prospects for young people and like an entire generation of people who just like don't have like can never have a career and like shit like that um but do you think that it's because of that or do you think it was like before like do you think that like these girls like were experiencing some of that
0: too Well, I think that um, it really kind of boils down to, like, the intensity of post-war Japan, because I think that the culture has so many unique qualities to it about how people interact with each other and how they describe their feelings in social conversation. There's so much, like, explicit, like, language and, like, really precise, like, Ways you can kind of refer to your own heart when you're talking to other people. So Mm -hmm. having that and then having, honestly, one of the most insane, like, acts of economic progress in, like, post-war Japan. Like, when it was occupied by America and, like, in this space of 50 years, they, like, put on, like, a stage play of capitalism and, like, conducted all of it and then it exploded. So Mm -hmm. it's, like with the severity and intensity of how fast it all happened, like, plus kind of the the language and the ways people are kind of, like, socially trained to interact with each other, I feel like it was just, like, the perfect climate to result in, in how it did, if that makes any sense.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, it makes sense. It would be, like, um, going from, like, the 19... 19- Like 1900 in America to like 2008 or something like nobody lived that long but like there are people literally people in Japan who were like grew up like believing like the emperor was like a god or whatever and like uh like you know being in like this sort of like neo kind of feudal society and then just like boom like post-war like uh capitalist like growth and like production and like The birth of like a giant middle class and then just like within less than a generation it's just all gone and like that has to be like just extremely Mm -hmm. like damaging to like people's sense of like security and like mental well-being i mean i can't even imagine you know
0: no certainly i if i'm not mistaken there are still people who are alive now when the emperor was considered a god like currently and it's like Can you even imagine living in 2021 Japan, like, after having experienced that? I just... The country moved so fast and, like, changed into what it is. It's, like... And it also was, like, wiped off the face of the earth. Like, Tokyo, like, basically did not exist. Like, Nagoya was leveled. And then in, like, the reconstruction, like, they just built a new country on top of, like, what was there.
1: Right. I mean, in, like, the like the horrors of like the atomic bombs and stuff which like i feel like doesn't i mean maybe do people actually talk about that in japan because i feel like if that happened to america we would never talk about anything else you know what i mean like it would be like we would not
0: be able to move past it um you know i think um some like people on like like fringe politics like if you go really far left or right people start talking about it more but um In my experience, talking to it about it with people, like most people, like think it was a good thing that it happened. Really, that's. I mean, it's a tragedy, obviously, and they they agree. But it's like, my boyfriend, for instance, was like, "Yeah, it had to happen," or like, "How many more people would have died?" So.
1: Right. Yeah. I mean, I guess that. That's what I don't have have a.
0: I don't have like a a take on it because I don't. (laughs) I don't have like an educated opinion on any history or like wars, really. (laughs) Like, but I I, um. I will say like like culturally obviously like uh having to deal with apocalypse and like mass death like that is uh it's horrifying and this is a good introduction actually to where we're going next with the history of idols because um all this acceleration kind of like leaded to a burnout um in the late 80s where people kind of began to like grow disgusted with like the concept of these idols and like people kind of rejected like the idea of like these um like pure women with two personalities, like their, their outer one and their inner one. And they rejected like the white picket fence, like you said. And um when female stars like started debuting in the like mid nineties, like Amuro Namiye like they specifically made a point of like being, I'm not an idol. And even like Matsuda Seiko, who was a huge idol at first, She kind of uh, took a hiatus and then came back in, like, an anti-idol form. Like, she was like, I don't want to be that anymore. And then they became kind of, like, more traditionally, like, Western pop stars. Mm. But it didn't last forever because um, as, like, the economic, like, bubble, like, exploded in the 90s and the country had to, like, reconcile with a completely forlorn economic state where basically like everyone's futures were cursed and the state of the country was so bleak like at that sort of stage where I think like Japanese like culture was uh having its probably greatest struggle of uh evolving into a successful state that's like when we got this next uh layer of idols basically a- oh,
1: I- 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 yeah. Um, I feel like the, like it was almost like a similar thing kind of happened in the United States too. Like if you kind of think about it, like after 2008, that's when you saw like the sort of rise of like more. Postmodern sort of pop. Yeah. You know, totally. like you had Lady Gaga and like all of this shit where it's like kind of, I mean, especially if you look at her earlier stuff, like it's much darker than like the Britney Spears shit that like we had all been enjoying, <laughs> like the vapid, like self consciously vapid uh, sort of thing where like the girl's like, oh, I'm like a, I'm just like a sweet girl from the South or I'm going to sing about like sucking dick or whatever. But and then it became like this weird like Lady Gaga like hanging herself like doing like a mock suicide at the VMAs like it became like a very sort of dark um, sort of uh, postmodern thing where it's like the people, the the pop stars became sort of characters with their own like universe and, and shit and I feel like maybe there's, like, a similar thing going on here in, like, Japan. Although it's hard to tell because I only watched, like, a few videos, but...
0: Yeah, but I think you are completely right about the impulse. It's, like, even if they weren't, like, becoming, like, aesthetically darker or, like, more um, sort of obviously dark, like, I feel that the tone is completely different in these, like, uh, late 90s, like, early 2000s, idols than it was before because like like you said like with Yamaguchi Momo like she's kind of like uh stepping on the balls of the listeners like she's like kind of like doming (laughs) them a little bit and then we come up with Morning musume which means uh like morning daughters and this group was like kind of the the big start like the big restart for idol music in in culture and these girls are completely different than any of like the white picket fence ladies in their beautiful dresses kind of teasing you it's like very overtly sexual Uh uh-huh well it was overtly sexual
1: but it was like to sort of like i think it kind of goes well with the postmodern thing because it's visually overwhelming Mm -hmm. like the speed at which like at least like the particular video you sent me, like the the speed at which it was shot, it's just like all these different women face, 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 face. Um, they're like, I believe they were like at one point like descending down something, and then the screen just like splits. It's like it was very like, like I almost ha- like it, there were several points where I just had to like pause it and be like, what the fuck is going on? Like, um, it was definitely like more, uh, more sexual than like what had been presented otherwise. Um but just so much more postmodern and like abstract and overwhelming. And um there also seem to be more like random English spread in. Like you can tell like this is when globalization is setting in because it's like <laughs> with um with Yamaguchi it was like uh she's it's just like one line or whatever playback playback you know and then like with uh morning when we say it was, just, it was seemed to be random phrases uh just sort of like sputtered sputtered in with no and it's not like part of the chorus or anything it's just kind of like they're just kind of there
0: um, yeah totally and these girls are really notable for um they were recruited into the group um from a uh, line of models basically and uh th- this kind of model photography is called a grabia and it's like these girls who do swimsuit photos basically and they uh if you go to any convenience store in japan they have like magazines with like big titty girls on them in the front they're not like i mean they're pornography but they're not like uh, penetrative pornography it's more like look at this like really hot girl in a really little bikini in her enormous tits and all of the musume idols were recruited into the group like from that line of photography Hmm. so is it like extremely like did they actually perform like could they actually sing oh that's something that we haven't even mentioned yet because uh we are just getting into like this none of no one none of these people can sing at all
1: i mean the first like yeah uh Matsuda and like they seem to be performing live and they can sing Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah
0: yeah um they do perform live and um they the live events are really big deals and like massively attended, and people go in like these huge droves like tokyo like super arena like mm-hmm. they're they're very successful and they have these performances that are huge and they don't like really lip sync, but they sound terrible because uh really the point is not the music anymore right right because I feel like the i feel like the point of what Yamaguchi Momoe and like Matsuda Seiko was doing like was like the music like even though there's the sort of interpersonal layer you get like listening to them really like you're there for the product of the song but um, with like these six girls like in one group and they're all in front of this flashing like pink as like shapes start appearing and they're speaking five languages it's like uh, the point has been abstracted beyond like the music and now it's very clearly about them
1: Right, yeah, and I think that's maybe, this. I so when you first started me off with this, like, it's, I, I understand the progression, but I feel like this is the point at which it became something else, because when I watched, like, Matsuda and Yamaguchi and Sabi uh, Bhaktan, I was like, okay, so these are actual, like, these are actual artists, you know, you can tell, like, there's a, they have a sort of, maybe they write music maybe they don't I don't know but they have a connection to the music they can actually sing um when you go to a show um you're getting a unique experience um and th- I feel like this is the point where yeah like you said it's not about the music it's about the person who I think by virtue of the sort of idol thing, which again is like not, uh, it's not about like artistry. It's not about like, you know, the artists creating a sort of version of themselves or a narrative about themselves, like all the great, like, pop stars in America have done, Mm -hmm. like Madonna, or as much as people like to hate on her now, Lady Gaga, although she's recreated herself many times. uh, Lana Del Rey basically denies that she's done this, but she's basically created a mythology. And with these women, it's like you, they're just like a pretty woman maybe they have a sort of, like, one's the bad girl, one's, like, the smart one, or one's the funny one, whatever, like how they used to do with boy bands in the 90s. But it's, like, um, they are objects of desire and of fantasy. So they are not the creators. The fans are the creators.
0: Um, Yeah, that's beautifully put. It's exactly correct, because, like, you can see... With, like, the second Morning Musume, like, appears, is that, like, they are sort of, like, these tulpas, basically. Like, they're, like, they're, like, these creations that exist, like, only, like, from the fans. So they have, like, this really uncanny and unsettling quality when you're watching them. Because it feels like you're watching replicas of people. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, that's why I think the progression I to cartoon.
1: <laughs> well, I, th- I think that's why the progression to cartoons is like so predictable Which I mean, I guess we'll get to that later But I mean,
0: it, yeah No, yeah, it, it, you can kind of like from the second Morning Musume appears Like you can kind of see the writing on the wall Like they appear like a death sentence And it's like this ominous like church bells Like about the upcoming apocalypse And um, another thing that is worth mentioning is that you know, when we had like Yamaguchi Momoe and Matsuda Seiko, they were soloists and now we have groups mm-hmm. and the groups just keep getting bigger. <laughs> oh yes. Bigger and bigger and younger. Um, One of the most important things we have to mention here is a uh, Johnny Kitagawa who is uh, the founder of Johnny's group, which is a sort of franchise that creates boy idol groups and, he is sort of known as one of the big innovators and pioneers of the industry because he came up with this audition style where they recruit very young boys like age 14 15 sometimes even 12 or 10 um and then they basically put them into these training programs where they spend like their first like 4 or 5 years like um training in like small groups before they debut and bigger ones so like when they're like sometimes 17 or 18 or 15 or 16 and johnny Kitagawa passed away just a few years ago and it's sort of known uh allegedly because i don't want to get sued that uh he had a lot of interest in a lot of these young guys
1: well, that's not surprising. I mean not if, at all.
0: <laughs> I mean, I've always said, like, if you
1: are a parent who, like, if you let your child go into show business, like, the state should intervene. Like, I mean, <laughs> because it never ends out, like, it never ends well. Like, I mean, you look at anybody who, all of the boy bands, like, in the night, all those boys were molested. Like, it was, like, awful. Britney Spears, I mean, Jesus, like, it's the i think the only one that's managed to like kind of be okay was like miley cyrus and that's just because probably because she had like a dad who was already famous and like i mean she like did a bunch of drugs and shit but like Mm -hmm. i mean she's fine and like her music is Better now than ever But that's what I, I noted Like in my notes when you were saying that I was like these boys look really young I was like this is I was like too young And I couldn't quite tell if all of them were boys I was like it was like very <laughs> It was very I, I put in all capital I said all caps I wrote this out by hand because I prefer to do that But I said uh, in all caps Big lesbian energy Because like one of them <laughs> One of them literally had like the like the Rachel <laughs> like a fucking Jen Aniston's like haircut from Friends. Yeah, I was like, this is insane. Like, it's these teenage boys who uh, are styled like middle aged white women.
0: It, it it was it was baffling, and and they're performing um, some of the worst music you've ever heard. Um, <laughs> like, ye- it's so yeah. terrible. It was and- not good. No, um, SMAP, which is the kind of the big uh, blockbuster flagship of Johnny's group entertainment, um, they lasted for a long time, and they only I think disbanded just like a few years ago, and they were like performing like well into their I think thirties and forties, and they had uh, a group called Arashi, which uh, just ended up I think disbanding this January, and like they all had uh, long lasting careers, and it's like basically, like, these people kind of sign, like, these, like, Vox Lux, like, devil contracts to Mm. subject themselves to the eye of culture. They turn into these freaky, like, lesbian robot dolls and perform the worst music you've ever heard as, like, this, uh, cultural, like, dead horse to beat. Like, they're, like, all of these, like, lumps of people that just, like, are put out there so that, like, pop culture can like exercise like it's a uh, creepy desires basically it what did you it was called johnny's what johnny's group okay uh,
1: okay that that sounds like <laughs> it sounds that's awful it sounds like a west palm beach light porn studio like that's what that i'm not like i mean i allegedly i don't know this is i'm in america so you can't sue me uh, but like uh yeah, I mean, I'm sure there was paparazzi involved. Like, how could you? I mean, he's clearly trying to cover these boys up and like keep them to himself because he makes them look frumpy as fuck. I, I mean, <laughs> like, it, yeah, it, it's
0: just it. It has a very dark. <laughs> I, I just think, sent you a I picture was... from the from the funeral from his funeral. It's a fascinating picture on Twitter. On Twitter, okay. Let me find yeah, out. and my favorite thing about this funeral picture is that they're all grinning.
1: Oh God. No, this is
0: yeah. <laughs> I just love the idea of uh, me exposing River Page to the horror of Johnny's group. <laughs> no, this is like if Bellamy had good lawyers.
1: Like this. Oh this my is, god. <laughs> I, and then the oh my god the picture, which this I mean it has like a very like a uh, Kim Jong Il like like North Korean vibe with like the flowers and the pic. Yeah, this is. Yeah, they're dark things, I'm sure. Um.
0: Oh, yeah. Um, and this is actually where I became exposed to idols was because my Chinese friend loved this group so much. And mm-hmm. I, to this day, have a an Uchiwa, which is a fan. And uh, you buy these for these Johnny's concerts. And they have just these, like, plain pictures of these boys' faces on them. And then you bring them to the concert and you wave them around. And for Christmas, she got me one of the Heisei Jump members, and he's still on my wall as we speak. Uh Oh, well. Because this is evil. It's like, this is like the darkest culture I think can possibly get. (laughs) Yeah, it's
1: like the, it it is like the Ryan Murphy effect, which I've talked about and Jack is talking, which Jack's like. I mean, Jack is, like, he's literally worshiping Satan. I can see it. I'm like, okay, well, I don't know about that, but, like, he definitely doesn't have a soul. <laughs> and, like, that's, like... And there's, like, maybe some darker shit going on. But, like, I I feel... Um, I'm like, yeah, the, there's...
0: There's some dark
1: energy here.
0: Well, I mean, regardless of if they're all being, you know, victims of pederasty or not, it's, like, the really fascinating thing is that like these groups are so popular like i have co-workers who have like pictures of them like printed for their desk it's like they endure now and like being into johnny's it's like a it's a really huge thing for like women and it really yeah. is just like these boys that like honestly like the greek desire for young boys and like the long line of history for desire for the the beautiful subject of of a young man it's like Japan is one of the only countries that has decided to act on it. And instead of just like shutting it into a box, they uh, select their little pariahs and then make them dress in these horrifying costumes and prance around on stage singing and dancing. Well, it seems to be the strange thing about that is that it seems to be more oriented towards
1: like straight women than like gay men oh it's totally for women it's
0: entirely for women
1: yeah and that's because that's good like that seems to go in like the whole face of like the western tradition of like this like pederasty or like pederasty adjacent like boy desire thing which was always you know as paulia and and others have pointed out which palia is just like yeah i support Namble. but that's the power of tenure i mean like jesus christ oh yeah but like um yeah i mean because it was always like yeah just like uh older men like uh who today we might know is like gay or bisexual but back then it didn't matter just like fucking like teenage boys but like with this it's like these end, and it's the same thing with uh yaoi or is that what it's called yeah 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 um i remember like uh like chubby girls who eat like talkies and shit like <laughs> they would like they ate that shit up. Like when I was in high school, like they were so horny and they're just like reading these, like basically gay love stories about just between
0: like androgynous Asian boys. Yeah. Who we're like 15. And it's like because very this like desire is real. It exists. Like uh, women, like love like these like effeminate, like little boys. Like I, I where does this go in America? Like wh- what, how do people oh, express I, this? I can, t-
1: I can tell you where it's gone. It's gone. That I'm, whatever fucking i'm drunk that's the reason <laughs> that's the reason for all this fucking gender hysteria Ooh. look at look at i mean especially look at um i even wrote this down when you go um because this only developed and they exported it to korea but when like you get into um like shin shinny or whatever the fuck you say that oh shiny yeah shiny yeah 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 it's extremely androgynous the dangly earrings that's the first i I zoomed i was like dangly earring dangly earring dangly earring this is like where the non-binary people are coming from like the koreans and the japanese have exported this and it has manifested as mostly heterosexual women you hate to say it identifying putting on a like dangly earring and then like being like i identify as non-binary because they And on a weird thing, it almost makes it more believable because these are usually the people who, like, are into K-pop. Like, if you look at, like, I mean, you got attacked by K-pop people, so have I. Like, if you actually look at these people's profiles before you block them, like, they usually have, like, non-binary or, like, whatever. And you know that, like, this is probably a person who's born a woman and, like, probably white also. Uh, But, like, you, like, they have this sort of, it's like, they do want to be, like, a boy, but they want to be, like, a yaoi boy. They want to be, like, a androgynous sort of, like, effeminate boy with a dangly earring who's fucking, like, a slightly taller, slightly more masculine uh, androgynous Asian boy with a dangly earring.
0: And... Yeah. Yeah. This, and is, this is frighteningly correct. And... Yeah. It's, like the sort of image that a lot of non-binary people seem to shoot for, as you suggested, is, like, this, like, K-pop thing. And it's so visible. It's, like, the, like, uwu, like, soft boy, like, angel boy. Like, um, they wear a little bit of makeup. Like, they have a little bit of red eyeshadow. Like, they have, like, the mm-hmm. sort of, like, bowl-cut, like, thing. They wear, like, the same kind of clothes. It really is, like they've taken like this desire for young boys that exists in women and then they've turned it into whatever the inverse of how people what what do they call it autogynephilia so what would the inverse of that be uh autoandrophilia oh look at us go we got a new word <laughs> i'm gonna have to i'm
1: gonna have to i can't write it i feel like this is where sam and Gian would draw the line if you and i (laughs) co-authored a piece about how k-pop is causing the genderist area
0: uh this is, so popular a as shit, for but... is getting river wasted like uh having stuff what a <laughs> burger in his mouth like being yeah. two hours late to the show me cramming donuts into my face and then saying non-binary people are auto androphiles
1: <laughs> no i it has to be a real thing
0: though like i mean because i mean
1: there are i don't know maybe not in japan but like there's this weird prop and I'm totally for it because I mean, I'm kind of like a sort of lapsed bisexual anyway. Like, uh, I did like second girls to these pride. That was actually kind of fun, but like, I, you know, I like a pussy doesn't bother me. So like, I'm totally fine with like the trans guy thing, which, uh, I weirdly got canceled for one time, but, uh, there's all these trans guys on, on like grinder and shit now and a lot of them were like really hot they look like fucking square jawed like because they've been on hormones for a while they're like and they're on testosterone so they're horny as fuck and they're mm-hmm. like they love dick like they're like clearly like not into women and so no, it's yeah. like and it's like kind of like i mean people don't like to talk about autogonophilia or whatever but it's like okay there's definitely like a difference between trans women who used to be gay guys and trans women who used to be men i'm sorry like they're two different and i've talked to like trans women about this and they're like yeah it's like definitely two different attitudes two different like uh often aesthetics it's like they're in your experiences are different and like the way that you sort of navigate that experience is different the way you come to your
0: sort of realization is different i'm not judging anybody i don't give a fuck no but i like... completely agree with you Like, i have absolutely no problems with like any of like these people at all i think like um that that's why i like, think the auto like gynophilia i hate saying that word even... yeah. yeah yeah whatever it's, what is dumb word i hate the whole discourse around it at all because i'm like okay so what like even if that's true like what now like i really do not care people just put too much like of their uh cultural baggage on trans people because it's like a and it's like so so what if it's true like so what if like they like are turned on by being a girl like literally who cares like i would almost be kind of weird if
1: it if you people want to they want to like decouple it from like sexuality which is like insane because it's like why would you it's like oh i'm not turned on by being a girl then why are you becoming a girl you know what i mean like if you're still having sex like it doesn't i mean like i definitely know that like trans women who used to be typically like effeminate gay guys one they like feel more socially comfortable as women but it's also kind of like a sex thing and like Mm -hmm. that's fine like i don't give a like who cares like literally who cares like so what if it's true yeah (laughs) yeah but it's definitely happening with trans men too and like you know if if you're so inclined and if you fuck like a a horny trans guy from from grinder you can thank k-pop for that um I (laughs) i don't know what i'm saying at this point So said Demi Lovato is 75 pounds away from being a K-pop star. Which is just <laughs> in terms of her entire appearance. She's got like the K-pop Twitter mindset, but with a bit of diet and exercise, she could actually become a K-pop star. Did this idea she would come just have to you when you're
0: having your SIG outside? I did. It was an epiphany. oh my um, god no it's like you just saw the Lord works in mysterious ways (laughs) i yeah (laughs) the lord showed you the light of god and the light is telling you that demi lovato is like just a k-pop simulacrum she is i mean really i mean that's that's the next phase i don't think that she could pull
1: it off because she's too she's too self-conscious and too like human in a way like i almost feel for demi lovato because i feel like she's this kind of person who like I mean, probably honestly, like a lot of these K-pop kids. I mean, the I mean, Jesus Christ, these kids are like sent to like Idol training camp when they're what, like ten? Mm-hmm. But like, she got sucked into like this Disney World thing, and like, and she's just, next thing you know, she's like doing crack, and like, she's just like fucked up, and like, but she's too because this America hasn't uh, quite developed like the same like forward facing inward like thing as Japan well they have but it's like opposite like you your forward-facing thing is like being like uh it's like lying about like but being like trying to be lying about how deep your emotions are or whatever Mm -hmm. but because uh, we still have this weird confessional culture that's like a layover for from, like, daytime TV and, like, Oprah and Dr. Phil and all that shit where people just go on national television and talk about deeply personal problems that are nobody's business. Like, Demi Lovato is too forward-facing to become an idol because she's – people know too much. She's too much
0: of of a person. Right. No, like, exactly. I mean, Demi Lovato is, like, um, sort of, like, the bastardization of, like, the idol concept. And it's, like like – fat like looks awful like clearly miserable um basically like every single like culture like me too like trauma joke like manifested into one person like flapping around and flailing and it really is like uh sort of like the critical mass of idols isn't it to like see like this like morbidly horrific monstrosity that is like demi lovato and like I'm not even just, like, referring to the non-binary thing. Like, I could give less of a shit. It just is, like, Demi Lovato's cultural role is, like, that of um, every failure of what, like, these idol concepts are doing. Yeah, it's, like, it's a weird... I think
1: that, like, it'll either go, like, one way or, or the other. She's just at this weird point where these two, like, modes of, like, the idol, which is supposed to be, like, distant and, like sort of like unattainable and just somebody you can project everything onto mm-hmm. and like the american like confessional culture and, which has like been exacerbated by liberalism where it's just like you uh, you express all of these things, like, openly. We used to be, like, sensationalists. Like I said, like, Dr. Phil, Oprah, whatever. They would have these people on because they're, like, freaks. And, like, <laughs> like bored housewives wanted to, like, watch these people talk about their horrific, like, rapes or whatever. But now it's, like, virtuous to do that. Oh, my um, God.
0: Ew. It's, it is, though, right? I it's, mean, like... No, you're so true. It's, it's so right. I'm just so disturbed. Like... Because at least, like, in these Asian countries where they do this, it's, like, all of these, like, people are just subjects, you know? Like, they really are just, like, items to be acted upon. I mean, like, yes, there's, like, a real human being there. But, like, the way that you interact with them in their so-called art is, like, you just act on them. But then, like, Demi Lovato is, like, what happens, like, if you let them speak. It's, like, if you give, like, AI consciousness and it starts, like, babbling away and repeating all of these, like failures of cultural Morris and it's just this enormous frightening disaster which kind of makes you wonder whether or not the idol culture can be completely replicated in
1: America because we have such a um confessional culture where Mm -hmm. celebrities are not uh well they're no longer really expected to create although the good ones still do but they're expected to uh to to stand for something they're expected to be uh, moral arbiters which is insane um yeah. and like sort of armchair philosophers and it's that can't really mesh with like the japanese and korean uh sort of idol mold. i mean the closest thing that we have is like the boy bands of the 90s which aren't even made like the most recent boy band i can think of is british like one direction Direction, and yeah and that kind of like fell apart like fairly quickly because like those boys like grew up they all like sort of i mean what's his name harry styles is basically just like a male demi lovato at this point but still like Mm -hmm. you know skinny (laughs) uh but like um (laughs) yeah there's it, it, it can't be it's not tenable for westerners because like you can kind of control people you can make people one-dimensional as children but like i guess maybe the could be a feature of contract law could be just culture but like these uh once they reach a certain age or whatever they just want to share
0: like and they, they, they the, want to share they just want to let everyone know and yeah like, and they're the like, I have to team. become
1: me. I have to show people the real me. This I is want the to, real me. I'm w- the
0: real Taylor Swift.
1: I want to become authentic. And by which they mean um, didactically like explaining what this song that they didn't write themselves means. Oh my like, god. The most genuine artists of our of our time is Lana Del Rey. Lana Del Rey, who like is um, asynchronistic in a way because she like is she's always says like I'm, I'm not a caricature of myself this isn't a character and it's like the entire ride video is a, a weird uh, fantasy about like being a runaway prostitute uh, <laughs> like uh, hitchhiking at gas stations and, shit. and she's like an upper middle class girl from like upstate New York but like it, it created a backstory for this character which is a character but within her, the actual writing of the music itself
0: it reveals something about her it does she shows her desire like the um all of this like absurd like character theatrics that she does and she insists that she doesn't do like okay queen but like when she does like these dumb giant like cultural trope character things like what's authentic and emotional about it is that that's her real desire like when she talks about, like, getting, like, beat up and, like, an ultraviolence and stuff, it's, like, yeah, it's a character, but, like, the heart is real. Whereas, like, the Disney stars, like, you know, like you said earlier, Miley Cyrus is, like, the only one who, like, got away from it. It's, like, um, Zendaya, like, Bella Thorne, Olivia Rodrigo, like, that new girl. Like, all of them have the same culture, like, of a path where they don't have any agency and are like pretty close to like what idols are in Asia, like during their Disney tenure. But as soon as they're out, it's just, this is my identity. Like I am Zendaya. Like I am so bold and I'm so underrepresented or like I'm Olivia Rodrigo. And these are all of my feelings. And it's like, it's such a train wreck. Right. I
1: think the only one that's been able to
0: do that sort of,
1: gracefully is miley cyrus because all of her shit was well once she writes our own music she comes like sort of i mean she's from, from the south she comes yeah. from a songwriting background country music sort of background i mean she doesn't make country music but she has that sort of country songwriting tradition where it is like um either personal or fantasy like dolly parton has written like thousands of songs about like Falling in love and having her heart broken and like cheating and like whatever man
0: for like exactly
1: yeah 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 but there's like something there that still feels genuine. I feel like Miley Cyrus, who's like recreated herself like multiple times, has still been able to like hold. There's still something
0: distinctive about her, but in the same way that like Lana Del Rey like is doing a character, but like she's putting her desire into it. It's like okay, here's like Miley Cyrus. She's like, I want to be a black girl. Like she does bangers, you know, like she has like that um like that desire in her music that like makes her like real in that way too.
1: Yeah and and it never really feels like forced like when she did that weird like Miley's Dead Pets album. Oh, I love album. that album. It's, it's so psychotic. It's psychotic but it's like it 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 doesn't sound like put on. And then she turns around and she makes plastic hearts which is this is like Joan Jet uh cranberries inspired like I, I don't want to say hard rock, but like uh, sort of the left of like rock album. And it's probably her best one so far because she has that raspy, like a uh, Waffle House waitress voice. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, sh- she's been able to to sort of transcend that, I think, but it's an incredibly rare thing. And I, I feel like this uh, Olivia Rodrigo thing like it's clearly an industry plant i mean that's going to fall apart so quickly because they're trying to um to replicate
0: something um lord specifically Mm -hmm. and they're they're trying like every five years like culture has to pick like one girl to be like the emotional like harbinger and like they have to be the one who I don't know, someone in the industry decides it's going to be the one to, like, extract all of these, like, bizarre emotions and, like, do it in the most obvious like, way possible. And it's, like, probably, like, the original person that they picked for this was, like, Taylor Swift. And then, like, then it was, like, Lord, And, like, now it's Olivia Rodrigo. And, like, this is the most, like, staged, like, Teflon and synthetic out of all of the attempts thus far. Right. But, like, at least, like, Lord was, like, a precocious sort of, like
1: teenager who at the very least wrote her own music and like Mm -hmm. maybe like i would say like extremely talented for like the her first album that she put out was an extremely talented like work of art for someone who was that age who actually did it themselves Mm -hmm. um but i think when it comes like from quote unquote, the industry, there has to be a self-consciousness there about like, okay, this isn't real life. It's very tongue in cheek. Britney Spears did this very well. Mm-hmm. The The newer ones don't seem to be able to do it. And I think that's why so many of these sort of pop stars like come and, and go and they don't, like the, the ones who like don't write their own music, they don't really know they're, it's very vapid pop. Like they don't have any staying power. Um, except for Britney like she she's had it and I think that's because um, there's this sort of tongue in cheek thing which is again my kind of question whether or not the whether or not the the idol sort of model in Japan and in South Korea will be able to be translated into the United States because we've had that it works for a little bit but because americans do have this i sometimes i think it's noble and sometimes i find it annoying i don't know what to think about it but this, like we have this um desire almost obsession with like authenticity yeah and i, I just don't know if it's going to be able to be replicated it, except for in these
0: sort of subcultures um right. of like americans who listen to k-pop Yeah. And so I think that's a good note to kind of get into the K-pop section here, because um, what's interesting to me about it is that it is also like really synthetic in the way that every single Korean idol is basically trained in the way that Johnny Kitagawa like started his company. Like they all have to go into these like labor camps, basically, like at age 12, where they're like fascistically trained to like execute like bizarre dance moves. And they start having people like cloy with their image and they have people start dressing them and they have everything like written for them. And um, something people say about BTS is like, oh, well they write their own lyrics. I'm like, okay, like sure they do. And I mean, even if they do, it's like they've been trained in the assembly line to um, produce like a very certain kind of thing So it's um This kind of like weird cultural pastiche In Korea where They are at once imitating the Japanese Model and In the other hand like every single Thing they do is like Produced by like black people in California
1: Right Yeah and that becomes evident in like some of the Some of the later stuff Like I think I actually put uh, what Was in reference to BTS and Blackpink I put like the point uh, in which K-pop discovered black people mm-hmm. because there's like this. They start like rapping, and then there's like these very like clearly like almost uh, uh, calypso like uh, like Caribbean uh, like like the Rihanna like hooks mm-hmm. like that like bar. Was she from Barbados or something like that? Like sort of like. Ja, um like Jamaican dance hall hook. Um, yeah. But they're putting in Korean dance like Korean pop music, which is it's kind of staggering. It's the most listenable of like um or Blackpink, I think I said was the most listenable of of that. But it was like immediate I, I c- could not tell you a single thing about
0: it. It's, it's immediately forgettable. <laughs> no, um, totally. It's like it is the most listenable because it's like most uh it's so trained to the Western ear because, like, you hear it on the radio every day in America. But, like, um, for how awful the a lot of the idol songs, like, sound in Japan, like, and how, like, bizarre and, like, grating they are. It's, like, it has, like, its own sort of aesthetic qualities and tendencies to it that make it unique. It's all, like, produced in Japan. But, like, then... Um, after we have, like, the first wave of of Korean idols, which is, like, Girls' Generation and, like, um, Hello Venus, like, uh, even though, like, they're kind of, like, doing the imitation of, like, late aughts, like, R&B and stuff, it, like, mm-hmm. it hasn't, like, reached the critical mass that it does when we're, like, looking at BTS and Blackpink, and it just is, like, such a failure of, like, anything interesting because, like, the the sexual edge that is, you know, unsettling and sort of fascinating in all the Japanese idol music is like completely bastardized for like I don't even know what, like for like this like bizarre like race play. Yeah. Yeah. I, I noted that several times, I
1: think, in in my notes is again for all of like the wokeness of like their like American fans, they want to be white people.
0: Mm-hmm. They, They're, they, the skin bleaching is insane.
1: Well, it's not just the skin bleaching or, like, the hair dye, because I'm like, whatever, people dye their hair all the time. Literally, um, I think it was in BTS, I specifically noted, like, there's a guy who has on, like, hazel contacts, like, cl- contacts that are clearly, because if you just wanted, like, something striking or something, like, like, you just really wanted to be a white person, like, you would get, like, blue eyes or, like, bright green, but it's, like, hazel, so it's, like this sort of like oh that looks a little different but it's like still if you squint maybe uh, still a little like maybe that's natural like it's clearly like a gradual thing like it's the goal is not to um, be just look strikingly white (laughs) but it's like to (laughs) it's like to sort of meld to where it's like if you like kind of glance like we're Maybe it's because they're trying to market to, like, white Americans or something, but it's, like, you can kind of, uh, or it's, like, a fetishization thing, but, like, you can kind of see, um, like, a white person within them, even though you can kind of still tell their nation.
0: Yeah, no, it's really really unsettling to look at in a Mm -hmm. completely different way from the Japanese idols because... um, I mean even though they do stuff to like appear like more Caucasian it seems like this is like the nightmare of that. It's like the hair color really always freaks me out. The contacts are spooky. It's like and it's way more insidious than it is overt and in the plastic surgery makes sense. Oh my god. It, it, they
1: will they all like all see, of them. See this is why I feel like I I think I had this on when I was recording with uh Thought topics but I said like they all look The same and I feel like after I said that I was like That sounds racist but like But it's not because They're Asian it's because They have all had the exact same plastic Surgery they all have the
0: same Face no they have the same face Because they have the same plastic surgery it's completely true It's like it's not about their ethnicity At all it's about whoever is The you know prying their faces with Plastic and what have you and Something that really disturbs me about This is that it's like Watching Blackpink especially, um, I hate the music, even though it's, like, quite listenable, because I just hate the da 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 ba 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 like, every song they do. But also, like, are any of them, like, sexual images at all? Like, is there, like, any, like, corp reality to them? I can't, like, imagine someone looking at any members of them and being, like, she's hot. Like, am I just gay? But, like, you know failed bisexual. Like, there's no way these people are hot.
1: They're it's hot, but in is. this like weird, like, mm-hmm. um, asexual kind of way. It's almost like, uh, there's two things I can compare it to. One is, which is a show that I've never really watched. Uh, Arch, was it Archie or, uh, that CW show? Oh, uh, Riverdale. Riverdale, yeah. Like, it's like these, where it's like, um, a town where literally everybody is like uh, has like perfectly proportioned like features like there's something it's like they're uh because of the plastic surgery they're so like conventionally attractive that it's unattractive yeah that it's like because there's nothing it's it's uncanny it's the uncanny valley like there's like uh, you know if you look at like Actually, if you look at most of the sort of like iconic sort of supermodels, they have like, they typically have something about them that's like flawed. Either flawed, yeah. Like they have maybe they have like a like a gap tooth, or like um, they're really like skinny, like uh, or uh, or they just are like maybe like a, like a Grace Jones or something. Like they have like an androgynous sort of like figure. Like there's something about them that makes them seem human in a very distinctive
0: way. Um, Whereas all of these people have literally zero human elements on their face. Right, no, they look like sex dolls. Yeah, truly. And, I mean, this is why I find it so disturbing that, like, of course, like, the the breakthrough of idol culture into America, like, was, like, K-pop um because like the japanese idols are too flawed like they're too weird and like esoteric and like their music is too tuned to its own sort of culture that like it, there's no way it would like ever work but like then when you know bts and like blackpink like do this sort of like final climactic point of doll people like imitating music by black people in america like for This, like, bizarre, like, haze. Like, I have no idea, like, what they're, like, getting out of this. But it leeches into America. Everyone, like, who is, like, 16 and, like, bisexual and, like, non-binary is, like, now, like, emulating them. And it's a feedback loop of, like, these endless cultural references, like, refiltered and repeated in, like, complete postmodern hysteria.
1: Right, and it's... (sighs) There's something profoundly alienating about listening to K pop. I and agree. It's, and it's kind of uh, like I've, when I was listening to like BTS and uh, like Blackpink and stuff, I was like, I feel like it was, it was a weird thing to think at the time. I had also been drinking at this time, but it was, I was, I've never <laughs> felt, <laughs> I've never felt so lonely listening to music there's something profoundly lonely about yeah there's no shared humanity there's no like um introspection it's a it's a sport these people have turned it into a sport that's why they have like like the labor camps or whatever i mean you know back in the Back in the Cold War, um, in the Soviet Union, Romania was especially brutal about this. They would, they would take these, I watched a whole documentary, about it. they would take these young girls like five, six years old, they would go to the public schools, they would have gymnastics tryouts and they would take the girls who were very good or, or very flexible or had like the right body type or whatever and they would train them from the time that they were basically toddlers until they were like 18, 19. And then send them to the olympics and they were perfect and they did everything perfect and of course these girls were like beaten (laughs) abused by like their (laughs) trainers the state uh the olympic committees whatever and then afterwards they would kind of just go on to live these like really sort of dour lives and usually became trainers themselves and like went on to like afflict the same pain on everybody else and it's this i feel like the same thing is happening to k-pop where it, there's no spirit in it there's no passion like that's a that's the thing that like american commenters and a lot of it was cold war propaganda but it was also not untrue where they would like zoom in on like these like girls on like the eastern block performing in like gymnastics or whatever and just see like the dour uh sort of emotionless looks on their faces as they performed these enormous feats of athletic ability and just land a perfect pitch get a gold medal and barely smile because they're so beaten down and like it, it it's not art to them it's not athletics it's not like um it's not a personal triumph it is a it is a craft it is something that they've been trained to do since they were children it's um methodical there is no humanity in it, and it's the same thing with K-pop because they're, you know, um, you can listen to like uh, the like the most like spiritual experience I've ever had listening to a piece of music, which I mean, people are gonna call me fucking corny for this or whatever, but it was li- it's a um, performance of Rihanna by Fleetwood Mac in like the seventies where oh beautiful. Stevie Nicks is just like she has on this black wavy dress and she's just like in the last final line she's just like sc- bit, almost screaming but like in this beautiful harmonic tone into the microphone at the end of the performance she just collapses and you can tell oh. that it's real like she has like a passion
0: no, and- Yeah, I was I last night I was just uh showing my Brazilian friend like um dreams off of rumors last night and like a oh, beautiful my other friend in the room was like oh, yeah, I was, like, never into them. It's, like, dad music. It's corny. I'm, like, you know, like, I don't care that it's been, like, you know, passed down and, like, repeated endlessly because, like, there is such a, a heart in that song, in that album, and, like, uh, fuck corniness or, like, whatever that is because, like, there's something beautiful and awkward, obvious, like, dumb emotion, and it's such a missing element that's, like, so removed from K-pop. Like, you'll never... Feel a real emotion. And I feel like that's why so many people now cling to it. And it's like alien acrobatics, like space Olympic fascism of these idols is because like, there's the appearance of an emotion and your fake relationship with how obsessed you get with them. But like, none of it is real.
1: Yeah, there will be there will never be like a moment Where a K-pop star like Stevie Nicks did in Silver Springs, just like belting out "You'll Never Get Away from the Woman Who Loves You," like while her ex-boyfriend who cheated on her is like playing the guitar like three feet away, and just screaming directly to him, that will never happen. You'll never get that kind of raw emotional energy in a K-pop
0: song because it's it's an it's a product. It's not art. It's not art, and. This is now our gate into the bleakest section of this episode yet. Like it's gotten we've gone through like the valley of um like fucking <laughs> This episode is insane. We've gone through like this uh autoantrophilia or whatever. Like we've gone through the Pedestry like we've gone through this alien art and like now we are in the contemporary moment like we are in 2021 and this is like the state that idols have sort of resulted in and I have selected I think like five or six uh songs here that kind of scared the most scare the shit out of me the most and um, the first one is by AKB48 which is probably like the most Um, successful, like, well-known group in Japan outside of Morning Musume. Um, They're famous for the idea of being idols you can meet. And when you buy their singles, uh, you can get a ticket to a handshake event. So you buy the the CD single, you get the card, and then you can go to, like, these super arenas and, like, bow, shake hands, and then you leave. No pictures or anything. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of where... Um, the group started gaining so much success because these WOTA is what it's called, like idol fans would buy album copies in droves so they could get seven cards, basically, to go see these people over and over again. The group has dozens of teams and members and spinoffs. There's like probably 12 or 14 sister groups just to this one group that already has like 40 members. And there are droves of men buying the CDs so they can vote in the yearly election for the best member, so that they can go shake hands with these people. And meanwhile, the girls are doing songs like Teacher, Teacher. What did you think? Yeah.
1: about this? So you, uh, I think in the thing you sent me, you uh, referred to it as like a ball crushing dominatrix. So I can't remember exactly what you said. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I remember ball crushing and dominatrix. Those are my keywords. But um, I, I didn't get that. It, it felt more like a confused interpretation of "Hit Me, Baby, One More Time" to me. Okay. Um, but. What I will say, more to your point about like that that model that they done. I mean, I honestly kind of respect them for like, okay, there's like an incentive or whatever. Like you get your your product, uh, your your CD, your product, which is not art, which is a product, and uh, you go to your uh, uh, stadium or whatever, and you don't take a picture and you shake their hand or whatever, Um, or you get to vote, which is. Kind of odd, like there's democracy involved. That's strange. But they're <laughs> that's so much. <laughs> I feel like at least, like, that's uh, more of a a transactional relationship than the weird, like, stand culture where it's just like people are like BTS on Spotify. I'm like, you know, you know, they don't get any money from that. Like, nobody makes money off Spotify. No, <laughs> uh, it's like, and it's like there's nothing in it for you, like, there's, um, this weird thing i remember like a, at one point a bunch of barbs were trying to like buy uh nikki minaj they were like if we all chip in we can buy Nicki minaj this like coach uh, stroller for her baby and it's like she's a millionaire like, buy if she wants lower. it she can buy it herself <laughs> yeah like it, it's this weird like uh almost uh it's religious in the true sense because mm-hmm what you're describing is not religious, really. Like, that's a transaction. Like, that's commerce. Like, the... the sta- like, Stan Twitter is, like, an actual religion where you're actually kind of, in some small way, uh, like, actually sacrificing for basically nothing.
0: Yeah. No, totally. And it's... um, I really actually love this song, and I really like AKB, actually, because it's, like, the logical and most, like, economic conclusion to all of this, where it's, like, you pay for the handshake, like, you pay for the CD, and I'm obsessed with, like, these, like, girls who, um, like, do, like, their failed Britney Spears impression and sing a song about, like, uh, oh, like, you're just a little younger than my dad. Like, how cute. Because it's, like, you're never going to fuck them. Like, you're... It's not gonna happen. But you can mm-hmm. shake their hand and um, buy dozens of copies of the teacher-teacher single CD so that you can vote in the Senbatsu election. I just sent you um a picture of the Sunday or the, the the Monday after the single came out, and all of these men who bought dozens of copies just threw out the CDs. There was a oh waste gosh. disposal problem in Japan because um so many people bought millions of copies of this single to vote and then just threw them out. And... Uh, Japanese people on Twitter are like um, maybe people want these and we're like sending them away to America to like Western fans who wanted them for free because people just wanted to vote in the fucking election.
1: So it's like so like straight men are buying these? Yes. Just to be clear. And, See yes, that's weird guys. because like I mean there are a lot of like very hot like, like I, have, I have plenty of like straight guy friends who will be like oh like Rihanna's hot or like Britney Spears especially back in the other days was like really hard or work for but like they're not like really fans of the music you know mm. like it's like being into like this sort of like vapid like Lolita-esque like pop music just it strikes me as odd that like heterosexual men would be interested in that regardless of what the women
0: look like you know what I mean? Because you can jack off to them and not listen to their music. <laughs> you know oh, what I no, mean? But they gotta jack off and then what they have to do is they have to buy fourteen copies of the album so they can vote for their favorite member to be the next center. Because if the the girl who wins the election gets to be the center and that means that she's like the star of the single and like literally the center of the dance routine. Um and they use like the Senbatsu like election results to like decide like where the girl is in the group. So people like really feel like they're contributing to um like the success of the girl within the group and it is um So this they, is why I'm, they've created
1: ahead. they the the Koreans have created not only non-binary people but also
0: simps. Yeah, Japanese pe- yeah, basically right, like These are Koreans, Japanese okay. Yeah, oh, yeah, Koreans did non-binary people and Japanese people did simps. <laughs> Yeah,
1: yeah, this is, this is, like, the, the weird guys on, like, like, the pay pigs. Like, these people, these men are pay pigs, basically.
0: Yeah, no, literally, and, um, I just, that's why I'm so obsessed with teacher-teacher, is because it's, like, all of these, like, girls that kind of, like, like, winking and, like, smiling and, like, kind of, like, oh, oh, we're so wet in the rain, and oh, look, you're listening to us, how cute! And it's, like, the final circle from, like, you know, Yamaguchi Momoe, like, doing playback where she, uh, kind of gives you the suggestion of a smile like she sticks out her arm to you and pulls it back and like that kind of um like domination and teasing is like now at critical horrifying mass with akb 48 (laughs) yeah yeah um and then this is bleak but then we also have um into the gloop we have also subsumed like all kinds of like punk and like anti-establishment and obviously this has already happened everywhere like forever ago with like grunge music in the 90s but now like idols are punk too <laughs> like we have uh, this group bish uh did you watch this little live performance of them i sent to you was that
1: char char yes, slash
0: wa- char yeah. yeah um
1: i said that it was a pussy riot without the cia funding yeah exactly uh, that's,
0: it's <laughs> it's like all perfect. these idol girls like screaming none no, of this blah. thing
1: yeah it was weird i i like i didn't finish that like i like kind of skipped through it i'm like does this change at all i'm like nope just still doing the same thing it, it was really is it was it a political it didn't i don't think it had subtitles on it so i couldn't i didn't know what they were saying was it like a political song the, or? the song
0: is about um rejecting the homogeny of society and like the daily work cycle. Oh, and it's okay. an idol group, so like it's a joke, like it's all a joke because it's a they're huge, very popular idols that like uh Avex Tracks, which is like one of the biggest like record labels in in uh, Japan, uh, signs on, and I bought a bish t shirt at like the Japanese equivalent to a Shopco,
1: mm-hmm.
0: so it's like it it's all a joke basically, but um they have like mosh pits at their show as well, which is very unusual for Japan. And I, I find it very, uh, like kind of like cute and uh, amusing that they're like anti establishment idols who are just exactly the establishment. Yeah. It's like
1: rage against the machine, which is like they're like, we're a communist rock band, but it's also like, uh, 45 year old like suburban dads who vote Republican listen to them. <laughs> you know, like it's like, it's like they're so they became so mainstream that it's like, like, whatever like it, political meanings or songs might have had, just like kind of
0: nobody really cares because they're just in for the, for like the sound or whatever, right. yeah. And uh, then we also have Kisaka Forty Six. I actually have lip synced this uh, this song, Fukuwayo, which was in, a delightful. in a drag show or in your in like drag hosting, uh Okay. I did it I did it in a show um and this song also is about projecting society's order and normalcy but it's a I I find the it to be kind of dire and fascinating because like in the same way that I, all, oh all of these idols have just been like subjects of um like sexual desires basically and like people like throwing out their urges into the discourse of music it's like now people are like unsatisfied with like post-bubble Japan and like one of the most oppressive difficult work cultures in the entire world and uh, they turn to uh, communist anti-establishment idols who are uh, just repeating the process right back to them. Right yeah
1: they're just like they're just responding to like a market demand basically <laughs> like yeah Um. yeah they I, I was, like, so their thing is just, like, not wearing makeup. Like, I was, like, I don't get it. And, like, there's so many of these women. There's, there's like, so many. It's, like, a four. I yeah. was, like, <laughs> I was, like, is it necessary? I was, like, there's no way that all of them are singing. Because if they were all singing, like, windows would literally break Like, you know what I mean? Like, you can't, like, 45 people, that's, like, a Greek chorus. Like, that is, like,
0: the Vatican or something like that's so many people it's and it, literally 40 16 year old girls like in like with no makeup on and like these like little like um like fascist school like uniforms just like screaming about anti-establishment and doing retarded hand choreography
1: yeah and it's it feels like the whole thing is just designed to be overwhelming
0: I don't understand how anyone can just like sit and watch this. And as someone who sits and watches it because it's so bizarre. It's like, how is this real? Yeah. I just feel
1: like I'm. I, I don't know. Like, I, I, I just feel like I can't. I can't focus on one thing I'm like trying to count. I'm like, how many are there? I'm like, is this like, I don't, I don't understand how people would even know how many people are like in this band or more or less like their names. There doesn't seem to be any um, like at that point, like the, the whole model of like having one person, like the boy band thing of having like one that's like the bad girl or like the whatever uh you can't even have that because it's 40 people like there are there aren't even 40 different personality types like you can't like it's just like it's just like you have like groups it's like these 15 are the bad girls these 15 are the funny <laughs> ones these 15
0: are the sexy ones it's like just how um no, like literally how and it's um I really like just the general look of this and like it is so overwhelming and they did this um performance at the yearly song contest it's like Japan's Eurovision called uh, Kohaku where they have uh two teams basically and the teams select uh different acts to perform and uh they this group Ke Kizaka 46 performed um this song Fukiwaon at uh Kohaku the song contest and the center she fainted and so did other four girls like they passed out on stage and all of the pictures are like these like tragic like greek images of like these passing out girls like in like black latex fascist costumes like what's going on (laughs) i know oh uh the
1: one i think there's like one that we didn't talk about which kind of is, I, I feel like it must have been recent. B 48.
0: Oh, yeah. The Koi suru, uh Fortune Cookie. Yeah. Was that, was that, like, recent, by the way? I that get- was, like, early 2010s. Okay. Because that one
1: was the one that, like, stood out the most to me because it was so confusing. And, like, yeah. it was... First of all, it started off, there's just, like, a Black American guy. Just, like, talking yeah (laughs) like i was just like what the (laughs) fuck in english i'm like what and then it's just like women and they're like with pride flags and then there's like uh gay people and then there's like uh but they're in like a school that appears to be for samurai or something i'm like are they still doing that is that (laughs) what are they planning what what's going on and then i was like they're still sam and then they're at like there's old people dancing and then they find some white people and appear to be taking a picture with them i don't know like it was just like the most uh it was the most asian thing i've ever seen in my life <laughs> I, I will say like it was just like we found a black guy they look white people and then they're just like samurai i guess we still have those for some reason and like i it was intensely perplexing and then the gay per- I Thing I was like, I thought like they didn't get fags rights and in, in that country you can't get oh, no. married,
0: right? No, 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 we don't have shit. So <laughs> yeah, all it's right. like it's all it's a very cute like uh globalism, like, multicultural diversity hour, and the lyrics are especially delightful. Um, I'll, I'll read some of them in English. Uh, the fall-in-love fortune cookie. My future isn't that bad. Hey, 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 my life wasn't a waste. An unbelievable miracle will happen. I have a feeling that we'll be able to love each other somewhere. <laughs> <laughs>
1: They don't even have fortune cookies in Japan. Isn't that like something That's that like Chinese It's like Chinese, but yeah, isn't it like Chinese American? Like they were just I like, I haven't
0: even seen a fortune cookie in like three years.
1: Yeah. Like, I think it was just like Chinese immigrants that were like, Oh, well I guess if we give like white people their lotto numbers, they'll come to this buffet. Like, <laughs> like that type of thing. But yeah, that was like, um, it reminded me of that because it was the exact opposite of the, uh,
0: Kia, kizaka 46 whatever the nice job is i did it right you did great
1: yeah um it's like I got a drunk
0: southerner to say kizaka 46 on my podcast so i've reached the uh, end of my goal here (laughs) that's right yeah but like it's the
1: exact opposite because like theirs is so like dark and dire and like um society is bad and then they're just like society is great look we have black people white people gay people (laughs) like they're like um it's just like this weird um like looks almost like an ad for like a, a liberal american ngo oh yeah um and, and just the contrast and knowing that these things took place or these two different iterations of like idol music took place in like the same country in uh only a few years apart only a few yeah. years apart it's just like are 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 these things existing uh like coexisting or is it like the it's just shifted that
0: quickly no the funny thing actually is that um Kikizaka is related to akb because uh akb oh. had a um a sister group like a rival group called nogizaka 46 and um up with the numbers why do they you know, I don't know japan loves numbers there's like it sounds like the name of like, a gun like you know, <laughs> nogizaka like <AK-47>. 47 <laughs> yeah <laughs> akb 48 uh, no and uh nogizaka is a um is the response to akb and then Kikizaka is the sister rival group of nogizaka so it's like two steps removed why do i know this
1: you're oh, you're like a walking encyclopedia of <laughs> how of useless no 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 <laughs> it's brilliant i mean like i'm a walking encyclopedia of like even more useless like 70s rocks bands and um Want to tell shit. discography?
0: <laughs> um, well, the end point of all of this is um, now we don't even need human beings to be doing it anymore, and if we do, uh, they have digital versions of them themselves. So I, I wrote um, that this is like the the kind like of final step that we've reached, and idol music's final solution. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is a uh, it's the first delivery. of them yeah. I I, I listen to is uh something is called a, Idol Master Side M. And Idol Master mean, is a is an anime mean, franchise and a smartphone game. Know. It's like a rhythm game, it's and you and you raise the little idols on your phone. You are the producer of a group, and like you are directly involved in helping them rise to fame, and you pay absorbent amounts of money to get specific digital cards of them. You perform their songs in gay little rhythm games. Uh, You can watch the anime that they do. You can read little comics about them. And then you can go to live shows where they have the voice actors dressed as the characters from the game and the anime performing in front of a screen of their digital self doing the song. So. This is like something from the Book of Revelation. (laughs) like this is the darkest shit like this is
1: why i I was like spiraling after because it started off cute uh french girl and then all of a sudden i'm seeing dead-eyed like just zombies just like uh, the whores of babylon just dancing around me as like this (laughs) the, the, the four horsemen ride in it's the it's awful and What they've done they've essentially turned like they've the idol culture has like dehumanized its uh its I don't even want to call them artists products. Yeah. It's turned it's turned artists into products and, and then it's turned those products into pokemon like what you've just described to me which i didn't know <laughs> until you described it pokemon. you're collecting they're collecting like cards and like this is literally pokemon and it's also they, they the video one of the videos that you sent me where it's like all like girl anime whatever they literally i literally wrote down what does it say uh I l-l-s-i-f-a-s i don't know if we're doing spanish uh looks exactly like the uh pokemon graphics yeah uh,
0: in like the latest like pokemon game which i did play I'm not oh i see really. the word you're trying to say the anime is a love live <laughs> <laughs> love live okay what the fuck and I this write? is a big one but it was I, like these um, people
1: might have a lawsuit on their hands because it literally looks exactly like pokemon and they have turned these people into pokemon it's like the full cycle i mean we really i I mean, America, well, I mean, they started it, but America took <laughs> Japan, and then we like decided to turn them into a capitalist uh, uh, utopia. Acceleration which is, machine, it, it, yeah. Cl- clearly become a dystopia, where they have literally turned people into Pokemon. They're keeping them in, in the phones. Like, there's <laughs> just the dwindling humanity. I mean, Mishima was right to kill himself. <laughs> the, like i the just it's honestly it's grotesque no it's it's really unsettling and i mean um, should we blame our should i i, I mean i the leftist instinct to in me like kind of wants to blame america but they've also kind of done this to themselves but like we have destroyed a once like vibrant culture And you turned (laughs) it into Pokemon.
0: You turned it into, like, fuckable Pokemon characters on your phone. Well, we um, did it
1: together. That's international
0: cooperation. Oh, globalism wins again. Like, I have a great dear friend who, um, uh, he's a virgin. He's in his mid-twenties. And I think he's very cute. And one day I'll give him a blowjob. But until that Mm -hmm. day, uh, he really likes his idols. And this anime group that we are closing on, Love Live, he went and saw them. Like he went and saw the fucking performance of them in Tokyo. Like he went and saw them, and at the same time he likes Bish, those screaming girls from before. He likes them both.
1: Yeah, you need to suck his dick immediately. He needs.
0: He needs help. <laughs> he ne- He needs uh, the touch of another human being. See, this is, this is the my job. I, I'm the angel that has descended upon Japan to, like, save these men from the Pokemon idols.
1: Yeah, you, you're the next Mishima. Like, you are. Like, you're a white transvestite who's <laughs> going to restore <laughs> Japan to its former
0: glory. I, I do yeah. believe that. White transvestite Mishima is here to save you from the anime idols.
1: <laughs> I know. I mean, this is the golden calf. Like, God is going to judge these people. Like, I or whatever fox creature they worship there I don't know about Shintoism but I like this is literally like like these people are building the Tower of Babel and they're about to fall off it's reaching biblical proportions of like hubris and like just trying to transgress and, and tr- or not transgress but transcend humanity
0: It's insane. It's over. Like, everything's over. over. It's over. This is the end. This is the end. Like, you know, I'm So Popular has always been a um, show about the apocalypse. And, like, really, like, this is it. Like, this is so bleak. And uh, I love it dearly. I'm obsessed with it. Because you can never find something so horrifying anywhere else. Like, if you want, like, real abjection and you want an extreme experience, like, you just look at these, like dead-eyed men like in their like lycra and like plastic gay little outfits dancing in front of their anime characters that they voice and then you look at all the people with the light-up wands and it's like you feel like this huge rush of all culture toppling over itself immediately and it's you know we barely even mentioned like that akb has like such a hard line for their idols like the girls like aren't allowed to date like one girl got ca- caught dating and she shaved her head and like the these uh, some of these idols are killing themselves like in Korea they like keep like dying and like butchering themselves like one guy from shiny did himself in like um Jeez. they're now like literally exploding and dying and like bleeding to death and like above all of it is just like this specter of that lovely lolita little french woman
1: yeah, I mean, like people are like making like free Britney shit. These people are literally like like slaves who are like offing themselves no, because no, they're like exactly they've been they've been stripped of all of their humanity from like an early age. Not just like within their artistic pursuits, but within their personal lives. Like shaving your head because you got caught. Like that's like a weird ritualistic like. Thing that I feel like some cult would require you to, to do like that's these people are drinking the Kool-Aid like, oh, this yeah. is we're gonna have a Jonestown incident on our hands like BTS is gonna I mean god help us if they buy a farm you better look out
0: <laughs> it feels like um, in Twin Peaks The Return when they like send down like the orb of Laura Palmer and it's like they sent us like the French woman and like look what she's done to us all